More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I know that many of you out there may have a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover as we roll into the Monday edition of the program. I am still out in Phoenix. I was at the game yesterday. I know over 100 million of you were watching at home. We've got an absolutely loaded Monday for you. I appreciate KFYI, our affiliate out here in Phoenix, where we are the number one show in the market hosting me for the past several days. Buck Sexton is out all week. He is on his honeymoon with the lovely Carrie. I've seen some of the photos that they have posted uh, from Instagram. If you're curious how Buck is doing, I imagine we're also putting some of that up at Clay and Buck. So I will be with you solo throughout this week as well. Um, we've got a couple of great guests with you. We'll discuss uh, what's going on with all of these different objects that are being shot down with Elbridge Colby and the latest on United States-China relations. Also, Tudor Dixon, Republican candidate for governor from Michigan, uh, we'll talk about one of the uh, one of these objects being shot down in northern Michigan, uh, right around where the UP meets uh, the lower peninsula. For those of you out there who are familiar with the geography of Michigan, uh, we'll discuss all that and more. But I wanted to start talking about the Super Bowl and the larger context and what it came to mean and does mean to me and many of you out there. Uh, and, and I want to start by saying condolences to the Philadelphia Eagles. I thought the late defensive holding call was one that by the letter of the law was a hold that if I were an official, I probably would not have called because I didn't think it was egregious enough to warrant the flag. That is my hot take on uh, the way that that game concluded. After it was tied up 35-35, Chiefs kicked the field goal to win. And a lot of the controversy has been associated with that call. Always a great way, in my opinion, to finish off the football season with the Super Bowl. And I thought Phoenix and the Valley of the Sun out here did a fabulous job hosting not only this event, but also the Waste Management Open, which is one of the most fun 
PGA Tour events of uh, the season. But I wanted to tell you, some people out there listening to me right now, I understand. You say, I refuse to watch the NFL. I'm upset because of Colin Kaepernick. I'm upset over the kneeling. I'm upset the way the NFL uh, has made a decision to, at times, embrace wokeness. And I understand that argument. Let me make a case for you about why the NFL is actually everything that's good about America as it pertains to the Super Bowl in particular. Uh, And this may be swimming a bit against the current thread that is out there um, and the tide that is out there. But I want to start with this. Sports on their most basic level are the definition of anti-woke. Because sports is about the meritocracy. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what gender you are. It doesn't matter who your mom and dad is. It doesn't matter how much money your family has. Ultimately, the rules, hopefully, are applied evenly. And everybody out there is able to compete on an absolutely even playing field where The goal is not equality. The goal is not equity. The goal is dominance. Football is America. The Super Bowl is the carnival of excess that makes this country great. Everything that is told to us now about the woke culture is directly repudiated by the actual on-field results. You either can play or you can't, and all that matters, by and large, is can you succeed. It is the definition of the meritocracy. America should look more like the NFL and more like the Super Bowl instead of less. And some people out there say, I don't, I'm going to turn my back on the NFL. I'm going to turn my back on the Super Bowl. And I understand that argument. But I came from the world of sports. And what I have seen is the toxic, woke culture of America trying to make sports like it. And my argument is we need to lean into the meritocracy of the Super Bowl and make America more like the NFL, where the best man, in this case, wins. But in the larger context of sports, the best man or woman wins. And the goal isn't to be even. There's a scoreboard, and at the end of the day, there's a winner and a loser, and we need to focus more on that in America. Competition is the fabric of American life. So I want to start there with the meritocracy. I also want to tell you something that doesn't get any attention. So OutKick is owned, the site that that I sold to Fox in May of 2021, is now owned by Fox. And some of you may have seen me this morning on Fox News. I do a lot of Fox News appearances. Uh, and I'm out here doing Fox Sports events as well. One of the things that I don't think gets talked about enough, the amount of grinders that have to work to put this Super Bowl performance on. I'm talking about people who get up at 2 a.m. when it is pitch black and go out and make sure the cables are working so that you can turn on your television and watch the game. I did Fox News Sunday with Shannon Bream and Bill Hemmer. Uh, had to be up super early. Got to the stadium yesterday in the pre-dawn hours. There were hundreds of people already working there. Black, white, Asian, Hispanic, 
men and women standing out in the darkness to make sure that this event happened for all of you. None of those people get any attention. They are the fabric of America as well. Not highly paid for the most part. Not getting any sleep at all. Up for you grinding to put on this production, both Fox Sports and Fox News employees. And I don't think they get enough credit for what they're able to accomplish. What about this spectacle of the game itself? It's capitalistic excess on steroids. It's amazing. The commercials. I happen to like Ben Affleck in the Dunkin' Donuts commercials. I'm a big fan of Breaking Bad. I like the fact that we brought back those guys. Uh, Credit to Greg Gutfeld, the new king of late night at Fox. I thought his commercial was really entertaining. Uh, To me, the capitalistic excess of the Super Bowl is about everything that America does. We do whatever the world does, except we do it better. And that ties in. Some of you may not like Rihanna. I happen to like her. One of her songs used to be my lead-in in my sports talk radio show. What does Rihanna represent? She came here from Barbados. She came here to the United States because she was talented and she wanted to dominate. America is the country that people come to when they are talented and they want to dominate because we create more global superstars than anyone. And I thought it was so interesting watching Rihanna, who appears like she's pregnant again, watching the spectacle of the halftime show, not on television, but from the seats, and being able to see the number of people that had to be brought out to put this stage together. I don't know what the stage cost, millions of dollars for basically a 12-minute performance. The best in the world, representative of Rihanna, come here so that they can make their livings. The most talented people. It's the meritocracy. It is the heartbeat of America. The Super Bowl and its carnival of excess, in its complete and total embrace of capitalism and the meritocracy, in its featuring of incredibly talented people, it represents the best of America. And I'm not going to allow the woke zealots to take it away from us. You know, there was a moment, and you may have seen it, in the pregame where the national anthem was playing and they caught the Eagles coach, Nick Sirianni. He's not an actor. On the sideline, so overcome with emotion that tears began to run down his cheeks during the national anthem. That's my America. That's the America I see every day where almost everyone, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, whatever your background, wakes up proud to be a citizen of this country. And I think the media has focused way too much on divisive figures. I didn't see a single person kneeling during the national anthem, during America the Beautiful. How good was Chris Stapleton, by the way, singing that anthem? Now, the NFL is not perfect. There are things they do that I believe nod far too often to this woke culture that is the antithesis of everything that the NFL should represent. But my goodness, when you consider the overall scope and the reach and the impact of 100 million plus people all brought together to watch one game that is, importantly, innately American, nowhere else do they play football. 
We created it here. It is, in my opinion, the heartbeat of American life. And so I was standing uh, next to uh, in, in the seats. Jill Biden made the trip down. Um, and uh, and I was talking with Bill Hemmer, who was sitting next to me, uh, about the fact that Joe Biden didn't come. We're out here in Arizona. I said, you know what? If they put Joe Biden on this screen, the entire stadium would have booed. That's why he didn't come. Because the Democrat Party has become the antithesis of sports and the meritocracy. It's why they showed celebrities all throughout the game on the Jumbotron in the stadium. Do you know the only celebrity they showed on the Jumbotron who got booed? LeBron James. Why? Because LeBron James has sold his brand of excellence. His brand is wildly talented basketball player, but he has sold the idea that America is an awful racist place. And sports fans from across the political spectrum overwhelmingly reject that. They don't reject LeBron's talent as an athlete. He's clearly one of the best of all time. But they reject the message that he has sent that America is an awful, irredeemable, racist place. Sports fans are rising up and rejecting wokeness. This is important because sports is a reflection of where the country is. And if we had allowed this woke virus to spread to such an extent that it took over all of our sports, the culture would have become, I believe, even more anti-American. But as I experienced yesterday here in Phoenix, the carnival of excess that is the Super Bowl, I have not been more optimistic in a very long time that the woke fever is breaking and that we are poised, and I understand sometimes the darkness before the dawn can feel very, very intense, but I believe we are poised to break through this woke virus once and for all and kick it to the curb. And I believe it's going to happen in 2024 with the right candidate in a monster win. In fact, I'm writing about this right now, so I'm thinking about it a great deal. My next book is coming out in September. I'm thinking about what that looks like and to me, it needs to reflect everything in the NFL, the meritocracy, the fact that sports itself is anti-woke. And again, I understand that some of you out there are furious with the NFL over the way they ha- handled Kaepernick over that. But here's the deal. You win by fighting battles. You very rarely win by giving up the battlefield to your opponent. And I believe that we are winning in a big way. And yesterday was an important metaphor, in my opinion, for how that battleground looks and what is coming for the future. Uh, I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to weigh in a great deal during the course of today's show. 800-282-2882. I'm Clay Travis out here live in Phoenix having an absolutely fantastic time. Uh, Appreciate all of you who are out there listening to me right now. Hope you took my advice and took the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes to be the MVP, by the way. I got both those things right. Did not get right on the over-under. I thought there would be fewer points scored than there were, but what a game. If you think about what's being taught in schools these days and you're concerned, you have a right to be. 
Are you worried about what your children or grandchildren are learning or not learning in school? If you answered yes, our friends at Hillsdale College have a free resource for you. Hillsdale College understands the importance of education for the future adults out there in our country. In the most recent copy of Imprimus, in fact, their speech digest that's mailed to more than 6 million households, there's a great article called Education as a Battleground, written by Hillsdale College President Larry Arn. Right now, they're offering 10 free print copies for you to share and spread the word. This special issue provides a factual account of the issues in the ongoing battle over education, explains why parents and teachers, not bureaucrats or activists, should guide what our children are learning. You can claim your 10 free copies of Education as a Battleground by visiting clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. That's clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. Act now. Join the battle over education for our country's future. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton making sense in an insane world. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Uh, one of my favorite things, by the way, last night, and I do think it's important and sent a really interesting message about where we might be headed, um, was Rupert Murdoch obviously owns Fox, which was airing the game last night. And during the broadcast, they showed Rupert Murdoch sitting alongside of Elon Musk, and it set left-wing Twitter 
ablaze. They absolutely lost their minds over the fact that the guy who now owns Twitter would be sitting next to uh would be sitting next to Rupert Murdoch. I saw one tweet that said, all we need now is Lex Luthor and we'll have the three worst people possible <laughs> all sitting together, uh, which I thought was really funny. And our good buddy Don Lemon at CNN, let me mention this, by the way, Donald Trump shared the story that we had up at OutKick uh, about this. The CNN morning show is hitting decade-low ratings headed up by Don Lemon, who failed in primetime. Uh, Donald Trump retweeted one of our stories at OutKick uh, by a good guy who's been killing it for us, Bobby Barack, one of the writers at OutKick. Uh, but Don Lemon said, it's a little bit frightening to see Elon Musk sitting with Rupert Murdoch. Remember, the anti-woke community is actually a fan of football. They're a fan of scores being kept. They're a fan of the meritocracy. The left wing in this country, they're really scared when they see two people they don't like sitting side by side who have the audacity to believe that you and me and everybody else out there in the country should be able to say exactly what we think. Play cut 13. When you talk about reshaping truth in the the media ecosystem and you see Elon Musk and Rupert Murdoch sitting there together, that gets people to wonder. And for some, it is confirmation that, see, that's why he shouldn't have done the interview with Fox. It's all, they're all in collusion out to get Joe and Biden they, and, and liberals and the administration. Were you that surprised, though, to see them sitting next to each other? I really, I, I don't think I was that surprised. It no. stood out, but it wasn't like, oh, wow. No, it seems like the most predictable thing in the world. I was kind of surprised that they actually, like, wow, they actually did it because it's a little frightening, I must say. It's frightening for two people to sit next to each other and watch a football game. It's frightening. For, think about what we're saying here. It's frightening for two people to choose to sit beside each other and watch the Super Bowl. I mean, this is where these people are. They're absolutely bonkers. And we have to fight them, and we have to combat them. And guess what? We're kicking their ass. Gun owners, you know ammo's become much more expensive in the past year, which makes it pricey to train and keep your skills sharp. Not if you got the Mantis X. Mantis X firearms training system. No ammo, all electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. Attaches to your firearm like a weapon light. Connects you to your smartphone Bluetooth. It'll give you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique, guides you through drills. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes. You can use Mantis X at home or on the range. Product now being used by members of our military and special forces. Great technology at an affordable price. Must have for every gun owner. Start improving your shooting accuracy today at MantisX.com. M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. No promo code needed. MantisX.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. On the front lines of truth. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We're making fun of some of the uh, some of the pearl clutching uh, coming out of the Super Bowl when you see Elon Musk and Rupert Murdoch sitting side by side uh, during the Super Bowl, which was airing on Fox. And I just want to build more on the battle and why I think we're winning it. First of all, Rupert Murdoch is an incredible media story because if you didn't have the New York Post, if you didn't have the Wall Street Journal, if you didn't have Fox News, and if you didn't have OutKick, there effectively would be almost zero marketplace of ideas in America right now because I couldn't believe when I saw this 
There is an article right now in USA Today. Remember when USA Today called me a far right wing extremist in an editorial? Uh, this is a column that USA Today has up. And by the way, I think USA Today, part of Gannett, I think USA Today is probably going to go bankrupt. You basically have to have the brain power of a four-year-old to read USA Today. And it used to be that the reason why this newspaper had big circulation was, if you'll remember those days, you couldn't even stay in a hotel room without getting a copy of USA Today. And it's it was written for four-year-olds in like 1984, and now it's written for people who I really think can basically not read. Like it's actually gone downhill in its intelligence. And one of their sports columnists, and I put sports in quotation marks, said this was his column. We had a 38-35 win, right? Um, the sports media is what is destroying uh, sports, right? If you want to, it's not the sport itself, because sports is founded on the meritocracy. It's sports media imbeciles like this USA Today guy. Here is the this is their opinion piece. Guy travels to Arizona theoretically, to watch the Super Bowl and writes, Super Bowl 57 is the blackest, most woke Super Bowl ever. Sorry, haters. We had the black national anthem, Rihanna, two black starting quarterbacks for the first time ever. This wasn't the Super Bowl. This was Wakanda. This legitimately, I'm reading. This is, I'm not, they can't even make this stuff up. That is from the USA Today. And I was like, who the hell wrote this? And I went and looked. USA Today has, as an employee, a race and inequality editor in sports. Let me repeat that. Sports media is what you hate. You don't hate sports. You hate USA Today because they employ, and this is why the company is going to end up going bankrupt, right? Because they employ untalented hacks, but... They have a race and inequality editor in sports. That's an actual job title. That's the job title of the moron who I'm reading from that just had that opening paragraph. I'm not naming him. But let me tell you this. Sports and meritocracy. You know what the opposite of a meritocracy is? Diversity and inclusion. And I just want you to follow me down this primrose path here for a moment, if you would. What would happen if an NFL team owner actually gave in entirely to these idiots in sports media and to the far left wing in this country. What if somebody out there said, hey, I want a football team that perfectly reflects American diversity and it's going to be the most inclusive team ever? Well, first of all, you'd have to fire a lot of black guys, right? Because the NFL meritocracy means the NFL is around 65 or 70% black. That's fine. The best man or woman should get the job regardless of their race. So if you're going to accurately reflect America, an NFL team should only have 12% black players. And it should be around 4% Asian and 20% Hispanic and 60% white. You know, you do the math on exactly what the makeup should be. Okay, well, what would happen if you did that? your team would probably get its ass kicked because it wouldn't be as talented. You'd have white, Hispanic, and Asian guys forcing black guys not to be employed in the NFL. But that would actually be diverse and inclusive. 
What if you took it a step further, though? Your team would probably not be very good, but you could probably still win some games. You'd never win the Super Bowl, of course, because you're leaving the most talented people out from your team in an effort to have perfect cosmetic diversity and deliver the absolutely perfect reflection of America in your job, in your team. What if some owner out there said, you know, that's not good enough? 60% white guys, 12% black guys, 20% Hispanic, 4% Asian. Maybe you got to throw in a Native American there too just to make sure the cosmetic blueprint's perfect. What if that owner said, over half of America's women, there's never been a woman play in the Super Bowl. There's never been a woman play in the NFL in general. Half of my team needs to be female. Well, then you would really be showing everybody, hey, look, my team is a perfect reflection of America. We're 51% female. We're 49% male. We're 62% white. We're 18% Asian or 18% Hispanic, 12% black, 4% Asian, whatever the exact mathematical census data reflects right now. Your team would never win a game, and they might not score in the entire season. But my goodness, look how good the team photo would be. It would be a perfect rainbow representation of American diversity and inclusion. And it would be the antithesis of everything that sports represents. See, what I think a lot of you have gotten sucked into is you have allowed the media to make you think you hate sports. And there aren't enough people out there pointing out that the meritocracy is the opposite of this diversity and inclusion universe, this USA Today world where they actually employ in the sports media some loser who is a race and inequality editor in sports. An inequality editor in sports? My friends, we don't need an inequality editor in sports. We already have the Detroit Lions. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lions fans. I'm sorry. It was probably a cheap shot. So many people in Michigan. You're, we're about to talk to Tudor Dixon, and you're all listening to every word. And then you just hung your head in shame if you're a Lions fan. It's all right. My wife's from the Detroit area, so I know quite a lot about the Lions' futility as an NFL franchise. But you did an inclusivity editor in sports? Again, just think about it. A perfect representation of America on an NFL team wouldn't score a single touchdown. And what I think is important and illustrative about this example is if it's true in a highly competitive endeavor like the NFL, right? Every team's goal is to get the best possible players and the best possible coaches so they can win as many games as possible. Isn't that also likely to be true in larger business? And isn't, in fact, Joe Biden's entire administration a repudiation of sports? Corrine Jean-Pierre got her job because she's a black lesbian. Mayor Pete got his job because he's gay. Kamala Harris got her job because she's a black woman. 
Ketanji Brown-Jackson was specifically selected for the Supreme Court because she's a black woman. If you tried to run a pro sports franchise based on the same standards applied by Joe Biden's administration, you would end up with what we have in the Biden administration. The single worst collection of talent that has ever existed in any American cabinet and in any American administration. Because they are not interested in the best man or the best woman. They are the antithesis of sports. Everything woke turns to crap. And if any sports league decided to go all in on diversity and inclusion and equality and equity, no one would watch and all of us would hate the product. Instead, over 100 million people watch the NFL because they pursue excellence, which is the very foundation of American capitalism. The meritocracy versus diversity and inclusion. It's one of the biggest stories that's going on right now. And I would just say how much of your hate for sports has to do with the people who cover sports as opposed to the actual sports, which reject wholeheartedly, by and large, this idea of players and diversity inclusion. Now, coaching, that's a different story. I think the leagues have to be careful about allowing themselves to be taken hostage by the Trojan horse out there in the diversity and inclusion universe of saying, well, this group is not diverse enough. But no, no, no. A meritocracy is what everything in America represents. And USA Today, which is on its way to bankruptcy because they are hiring race and inequality editors who want to watch a great Super Bowl game and proclaim it Wakanda. You know what ain't Wakanda? America. America is the best of all backgrounds. It is the meritocracy. It's not the best of one single background. We bring the best of all backgrounds together in pursuit of excellence. I think that's an important lesson. And I bet you haven't ever heard anybody make that argument to you before. But I just think about it. The football team compared to the Biden administration Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champs, but my goodness, the Biden administration are even worse than the Detroit Lions would be because everything woke eventually turns to crap, no matter how good the culture is otherwise. All right, I'll take some of your calls when we come back. Maybe you disagree with me. Uh, maybe you agree with me. Maybe you think that I'm brilliant and my mom is right. Maybe you think that I'm an imbecile, all open. We believe in the First Amendment on this program. You can weigh in. Uh, coming up next, 800-282-2882. We're headed up to Michigan to talk about what in the world Joe Biden's shooting down uh, at the top of the next hour. Uh, and we'll also discuss China-U.S. relations in the third hour. But with over 100 million people watching the Super Bowl, we're having fun. Uh, what did we learn from the game and what does it represent? When the going gets tough, can you count on big business to have your back? No way. We all know big business, especially the big wireless business. They're going to lock you down into multi-year contracts with huge penalties if they can get away with it. Not Pure Talk. No contract, wireless company, only wireless company to offer a 100% money-back guarantee. Pure Talk's so sure you're going to love their ultra-fast 5G service. If you don't, they'll give you your money back. So instead of paying a fortune to Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile every month, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk. Then start enjoying the perks like a U.S. customer service team who'll make your switch easy. Or you can go support a company that is veteran-owned and shares your values. 
and they have you covered with a money-back guarantee. Here's how you do it. Just dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, to save 50% off your first month. Pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Pure Talk is simply smarter. Wireless restrictions apply. See site for details. Want more Clay and Buck that you didn't hear on the show? Get podcast extras in the Clay and Buck podcast feed. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. A lot of you want to weigh in. We got loaded lines. Let's go right to them. Let you guys tell me what you think. JR, Daytona Beach, Florida, leading us off here on the Monday edition. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. What's up, my man? Hey, Clay. Uh, if anybody, uh, you and uh, Buck, uh, could step into Rush's shoes, you guys are wonderful. So thank you every day for what you do. Um, the the uh, the commercials of the Super Bowl I thought were pretty awful, but you tell me your opinion. And there's a lot of us out here that are fighting like you wouldn't believe. So you know we're not giving up on America. Period. Amen. Thank you for the call. I look the commercials in general. The advertising industry is, I believe, the wokest community in America. And I think all those losers in the advertiser, advertising community have given up on trying to entertain everybody. And they're so terrified of being considered to be offensive 
that there's very little humor anymore. I thought the Dunkin' Donuts ad was good. Uh, I thought the um, uh, the 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 ad for uh, the, the I like the Breaking Bad guys. I thought that was good. Appreciate the feedback on the show. Look, Buck and I are just trying every single day to fight the battles that Rush would still be fighting if he were here. Uh, Rosanna in uh, Florida. She hung up. All right, let's go. Tom in Salt Lake City. What's up, Tom? Hey, Clay, thank you so much for your optimism moving forward. I do appreciate it. I had to get on the, the phone and wait patiently to get in. Um, I, I agree wholeheartedly, I, um, but there's three issues I, I wanted to contest with you. But um, I think we're all served a tremendous uh, football game. Both teams were absolutely excellent. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes in particular showed what America, in my opinion, is about grit, heart, optimism, that whole team, both teams. Um, I don't think we need two uh, anthems. I think one American anthem. If we- I, I agree wholeheartedly with you on that. Like the idea of the Black National Anthem, which I think, to be fair, was like 30 minutes before the game. I mean, they put, put it far away from the start of the game. On my old sports show, uh, we actually made fun of it because I think the best way to deal with diversity and inclusion is often mockery. So we were like, why don't we have a Hispanic National Anthem? Why don't we have an Asian National Anthem? Why don't we have a women's anthem before the Super Bowl? So I think the way to ridicule diversity and inclusion oftentimes is to argue it's not diverse and inclusive enough. So what if you're an Asian person? I mean, shouldn't we play Gangnam Style? Let you pick your favorite anthem? I mean, obviously, I'm being satirical here, but I need to get... Uh, maybe I'll play that for you guys tomorrow. If you haven't heard it, um, when they announced they were going to be playing the Black National Anthem a couple of years ago, uh, we had fun with it on my sports talk radio show and put together what we called the greatest, most inclusive anthem of all time uh, to ridicule and mock the absurdity of it. Let me keep moving here, by the way. Uh, but I agree with you on that. Dave in Pennsylvania. What's up, Dave? How you doing, Clay? My brother to a different mother. I <laughs> appreciate it, Dave. What you got for me? Well, I agree with you to the to the point of the journalists being a big problem, but I think they're the awful. Run, I hate them. I do too, but but the the cancer is metastasized through the whole thing. The NFL, the players, the teams, the coaches, everything. And but I think one. you're I think you're seeing pushback, Dave, uh because when I saw Nick Sirianni crying during the super, uh, during the national anthem this morning or sorry, yesterday evening and I saw the reactions pouring in this morning, I think most people are cowards. And and I think when you're a coward, the easiest thing to do is avoid drawing attention to yourself. And I think there are a lot of people out there in the world of sports that disagree wholeheartedly with everything of this woke culture but knew that they would be targeted by the sports media if they spoke out. And I think what you're starting to see now is a pushback against that. Um, Joe in Ohio, uh, you didn't like Rihanna's uh, performance. Hey, Clay, no, I uh, wanted to ask you what you thought about her grabbing her crotch. And then, yeah, uh, look, you know, yeah, I, I get it. Um, you know, this has been a thing since Elvis Presley went on the show back in the day and they wouldn't let him swivel hips. The younger you are, the more you're going to like sexually provocative behavior. The older you are, the less you're going to like it. But this is a story as old as entertainment. I didn't have a problem with it personally. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.